This is Set Aside Some Time, an MSPN podcast, and it's brought to you by the National MSP Network, or MSPN for short. And now, on to the episode. Hello, and thank you for setting aside some time for us today. Welcome back to our MSPN podcast for those of you who have joined us before, and welcome to those of you that may be new to the podcast. I'm Jennifer Shemansky, and I will be the host today as we discuss our Medicare Secondary Payer Network's involvement and relationship with NASTA, the National Structured Settlement Trade Association. So joining me today is Dan Anders, and as most of you know, Dan is by day the Chief Compliance Officer of Tower MSA Partners and is also the current MSPN president. Hello, Dan. Hi, how are you? Good. How about you? Good. Good. And also joining us today from NASTA are Eric Vaughn and Michael Goodman. Gentlemen, I thought we could start by having you each do a quick introduction of yourselves and your involvement in NASTA. And after that, we can maybe transition into a talk about initiatives. Michael, did you want to go first? Sure. So thank you for having us this morning. So uh, my name is Michael Goodman. Um, I've been in the structured settlement industry since 1998. The, my firm is called National Financial Partners. We've been a member of NASTA our entire tenure, and I'm currently the president of the National Structured Settlement Trade Association. We own both a structured settlement firm and also a trust administration firm. So I look forward to today's discussion, and uh, I'll pass it off to Eric. Good morning. Uh, My name is Eric Vaughn, and I am the executive director of the National Structured Settlements Trade Association. Uh, We're headquartered in Washington, D.C. We have about 1,200 members, um, both uh, on the defense side and the plaintiff side, uh, meaning consultants work with defense and plaintiff counsel. We represent uh, all of the major life insurance companies um, who help us place annuities um, for um, injured people. Uh, We have a number of of interests, many of them in Washington, D.C., focused on public policy. So I also serve as the industry's lobbyist on Capitol Hill, uh, where we keep a close watch on uh, tax policy and tax issues, but also on a range of issues involving healthcare, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. And I'm just thrilled to be here with Uh, my friend Dan, and to talk about a brand new initiative that we have launched together. And hopefully we'll see uh, bearing incredible fruit for both our organizations and members uh, in the years to come. So um, Dan or Eric, why don't you talk a little bit more about um, that initiative? Kind of, um, you know, where do the interests of NASA and MSPN um, kind of meet together? Well, I'll start out here. I mean, uh, simply put, structured settlements are an option for a workers' comp MSA. Uh, and we think they should remain an option uh, by both our organizations. It's not, uh, that's, you know, and pursuing this initiative, it's not to say that there's any hint that CMS is considering removing it as an option, but uh, given the nature of the CMS, you know, the WorkComp MSA review process and policy, which is you know, essentially built on memos and reference guides and, and not on anything that's statutory regulatory, um, CMS could just one day wake up and say, um, you know, we don't wanna do structured settlements anymore, or we wanna change the policies that we have in place when it comes to structured settlements. So um, we believe as a result, it's important to have uh, this, uh, this relationship to uh, really uh, be able to take a, a hard look at uh, what's 
uh, in the reference guide that right now we know in terms of workers' compensation MSAs, and you know, is there a need uh, to uh, address anything around it? You know, at some point, uh, I know we've been waiting years for it, but there's still an expected release of of rules around liability uh, MSAs, and that's me somewhat different uh, than work comp because you know, as I just indicated. The, the work comp's been built up around just essentially memos and, and policy documents uh, where CMS is pursuing this differently um, and is going down, down the regulatory path. So uh, when they release their proposal, uh, will it inclu include an option for a structure just as we see with workers' comp? Um, you know, perhaps it'll be there and it'll be very similar to what is in work comp and uh, maybe, and that will be great and we won't have to uh, try to advocate for any change or, or additions, but uh, perhaps it, it won't be. And that's something that, that we want to be ready for because once it gets out there, there's going to be a specific time period in which uh, we need to respond. So uh, we want to be very proactive here uh, in terms of having this, this dialogue now. So maybe we should back up for just a second. And Michael, do you want to talk for just a couple of minutes about why it's so important that structured settlements are an option for the MSAs, be, um, be it either for uh, work comp or liability? Why, why is it so important that this is an option? So thank you, yeah, sure. So uh, it is different as Dan mentioned for both the liability cases and the work compensation cases. So you know, one thing I'd like to address is just, you know, I've seen an evolution of the liability side over the past you know, five to seven years, where as a practitioner, Trial lawyers would not want to engage in discussions that didn't want to pay attention to it. And I think as there's been kind of a momentum to whatever is released, it's become part and parcel of the ordinary business for liability cases. So there's been a dramatic shift from the plaintiff side as far as their acceptance. And, and part of the reason there's an acceptance both of the MSA process, but more specifically of structured settlements, is the fact that you know you can it's cheaper to annuitize because we're allowed to utilize the interest portion um, than it is to just pay for MSA and one lump sum. So that's the first advantage is that you can either put together a present value higher number or annuitize and take advantage of the interest over time. We're also able to take advantage of rated ages to do the calculations to figure out what the payment schedule should be. Whereas if you weren't using a structured settlement, you'd be using a normal life expectancy. And then lastly, you know, I would say that it also ensures from a year-to-year -year perspective that the MSA, the plaintiff doesn't go through it, being that if they had a really expensive year in year one, well, that's the purpose of a structured settlement. It caps that cost that year moving into the next year. So that it's been part and parcel of the planning and uh, approach for workers' compensation cases forever. Obviously, we're still waiting to see what happens on the liability case, but I would also say that the structured settlement industry has evolved. We've evolved from just looking at structuring cases to all of a sudden having to be Medicare planners or Medicaid planners, lien resolution. It's the trust experts so that the industry has really grown up and our trade association has changed dramatically. And, and that's why we're here today is that we recognize the value of partnering with groups like yours to try to effectuate beneficial things for, for all parties. Right, and so Eric, did you want to, or, or um, Dan, did you want to talk a little bit about that? I know we have worked together in the past. I know you guys are, are working on developing a little bit more of a closer relationship going forward. 
Yeah, and, and I think uh, if I want to take off on, on Michael's point there about uh, Evolved, and I think or we certainly as an or as MSPN, as an organization has involved, you know, when I started uh, in this business in, in 2003, uh, it was just uh, basic Medicare set aside, you didn't have a, even have a prescription drug component uh, at that point. And there was very little uh, in terms of structures because basically <laughs> they weren't that expensive in terms of the MSA allocation. It was a very basic uh, treatment uh, allocation. And uh, that obviously has expanded over time. Uh, and we've evolved as an organization to uh, or from ones that, you know, primarily the core, core was MSA writers and it's still a key component of, of what we do, but to expand to really all aspects of, of the Medicare set aside uh, and bring in members from the structured settlement community and professional administration uh, community, uh, those involved in, in Medicaid matters and special needs trust and uh, even beyond that, in terms of Medicare conditional payment recovery and mandatory reporting aspects. So, you know, we've evolved as well. And um, uh, yeah, the, as, as someone I've been involved in MSPN for quite some time, that, uh, but I don't know that there was some, uh, as we say, it's some type of bad blood that happened uh, years ago. And uh, none of us uh, know exactly what happened uh, at that point. But those that were around then aren't around <laughs> anymore. Um, and uh, you know, a couple of years ago, our past president, Amy Bilton, uh, was invited to speak at the NASTA uh, conference. And um, you know, we use that as a springboard to, uh, to engage in these discussions and uh, discuss how, how we can move forward with, with collaborating. And you know, that's, that's really where we've, we've gotten today in terms of looking at you know, what we can do as organizations in, in moving forward on areas of mutual interest uh, for us. So uh, I think, you know, when we look at where we want to go from here in terms of collaboration, what we've decided to do is uh, to essentially put together a, um, a, a working group, um, you know, somewhat informal, but uh, we have you know, members that uh, essentially are members of both organizations. We have some that uh, have an interest uh, in, you know, structured settlements and MSAs and, uh, and look at that as a, a springboard to um, developing um, this collaboration. So Eric, did you want to talk a little bit more about the collaboration and maybe what some objectives are and, and what we're looking to do? Absolutely. And thanks, Jennifer. Let me start out, if you would mind, that building on something that Michael had talked about, that our industry uh, has been around for Structured Settlements Association our industry, about 40 years. Uh, but in 1998, uh, Senator Chuck Grassley, a young up and coming Senator from Iowa, uh, now a powerful force in the United States Senate, with Senator Max Baucus and a unanimous United States Senate uh, decided um, to allow the utilization of structured settlements to settle workers' compensation cases all across the country. So that's the evolution that we've, we've, we, this was developed and provided for by Congress. And what we've done with that provision is we've, we've become expert, as Michael Goodman pointed out, uh, on healthcare and a range of other issues, government benefits, lean resolution. So we're, we're bringing 
comprehensive solutions to a workers' compensation uh, program and an injured person. Each case is an individual case. And we're also collaborating closely with um, CMS. But there's the disconnect. We're collaborating, but we don't meet with CMS. We haven't had a face-to-face meeting with CMS. And some of our members came to us and said, you know, we know a group that meets with CMS, actually talks with them. And we thought this might be a group that we should uh, reach out to. And we found out that the old NAMSAP is now the new MSNP, um, MSPN. I'm still getting my language worked out. And so what we decided to do, and Dan's right, it's, it's I'd say informal, except the people engaged in the informal nature of this initiative, this task force, have already agreed on a couple of things. And one is in about four weeks, they're gonna be presenting thoughts, ideas, uh, initiatives to the our National Structured Settlements Trade Association fall meeting. It'll be virtual. There'll be several hundred of our members uh, and leaders from around the country will be listening in. And what we're gonna be talking about are things like establishing a regular dialogue with appropriate representatives of CMS to learn the status of forthcoming rules and rule changes on workers' compensation, liability, MSAs, where appropriate suggesting rule changes um, and, and that might impact structured settlements and help improve the CMS MSA objectives. And then communicating the results of those conversations with CMS to representatives of our respective organizations. We're essentially, Jennifer, and I don't want to make this sound simple because it's not, we're, we're, we're growing up. We're getting smarter about being better at communicating with the very professionals that make this entire operation, meaning helping injured workers take their settlement dollars and have a program that will protect them and their families and provide for their health care for life. That's not easy but the professionals in our two organizations do it every day. Now we're gonna start doing it every day, working together cooperatively, opening lines of communication that have not been open before. And to that, I take my hat off to Dan Anders for not just welcoming the opportunity, but enthusiastically embracing it and helping us build what I think is gonna be a powerful uh, organizational relationship. Along those lines, I, you know, I'd like to add that we are as an industry trying to get out our mission as far as settlement planning and structured settlements to as many people as possible. We've recently engaged with uh, Susie Orman, who recognizes the what if situations that our clients run into either in a workers' compensation or liability case. So that it fits perfectly within our mission and uh, what we do. I mean, a tax-free structured settlement, we know statistically speaking, that 90% of the people that take a lump sum go through it in five years and 30% of the people go through it in two months. And, and we just know whether it's a workers' compensation case and the MSA or whatever the case is, that including a structured settlement as part of the planning process is critical. Dan, did you maybe want to jump in and talk a little bit about um, what Eric was referring to with yeah. that kind of relationship building with CMS and how we've experienced that? Yeah, frankly, anyone who attended our uh, our educational conference uh, the past two days uh, would have seen uh, a, a representation of the relationship we've built with CMS. Um, you saw the leadership there from CMS's MSP program operations, along with leadership from every one of their contractors um, that they have involved in the. MSP, the Medicare Secondary Payer 
uh, process. And that's taken years to build that relationship. You know, I, I mentioned, you know, some, some bad blood and some problems in the past. And, and there had been that some years ago, um, somewhat between NAMSAP and, and CMS, just because of some individuals and uh, they went, the way they went about discussing things with CMS. And um, fortunately, you know, from, from one end, I, I would say, um, having Steve Forey, who is the director of, uh, of the Division of MSP Program Operations, um, who's wanted to open the door and be much more transparent and communicative with the community and the stakeholders and, uh, and the leadership at MSPN over the past few years and, and really fostering this relationship has really led to where we are today. Um, where uh, we have them present at our conferences. We have quarterly meetings uh, with CMS leadership. We're having regular meetings with uh, the contractors. Um, and, and frankly, we're at a point where we can just pick up the phone um, and have a conversation with the decision makers. Um, that's, that's what we want to, um, you know, from our side, bring into uh, the relationship with NASHTA uh, as we go forward. And um, you know, we, we've consciously decided uh, that we didn't want to go down the route of having a um, specific advocate in D.C. We don't ha have a, an Eric Vaughn uh, in D.C. So building these relationships um, and having the ability to, to reach out to Eric to get uh, that insight um, is, uh, is significant for us. And, um, you know, we've uh, joined the Medicare Advocacy Recovery Coalition over the past year. Um, to build our relationship there and look at some, especially what they're dealing with in mandatory reporting matters and conditional payment matters um, as well. So this, uh, this partnership we're uh, building here with NASHTA, uh, again, is just um, uh, what we're trying to do to, to strengthen all the relationships at, at various levels um, with Medicare set-asides, conditional payment and mandatory reporting matters. Because anytime a lobbyist gets tossed in an organization, it just, it sounds awful because they're terrible people, most of them. I'm not. I happen to be a, a great person and a good lobbyist. We have focused our energies on building relations with Congress, with the White House. And we have a, a structured settlements caucus of members of Congress. About 75 of them belong to our caucus. So that's our strength. We know members of Congress. We know staff. What we've recognized is that Dan and the MSNP network, what they've done is focused in on the professionals that administer the programs, manage the programs. I think, I'm honestly confident that our two organizations and our strengths will meld very nicely and very effectively. So it's not just an opportunity to learn about what CMS is doing, it's also to take what we're learning from Dan and from the network and from our members and engage members of Congress and the regulators. So I think it's got some real, real life, real world impact potential. It's going to benefit all of us. And I'd add to that, Eric, just our organization. And you mentioned it at the beginning, we're, we're plaintiff consultants, we're defense consultants, we're insurance companies, we're plaintiff attorneys, we're mediators. The people that are, our organization touches is very widespread. That's why you know, I'm really excited about this partnership. I think there's just so many different things that we can work on together. 
So I'd like to actually finish today talking about, you guys are kind of talking about the higher level kind of discussions and, and interaction, but let's pull that down to the practitioner and member level. So um, for uh, Dan reference, there's a lot of people like myself who are members of both organizations. What can we be doing? Where would you like us to be um, in this process and, and, and be involved at, at that kind of level? Well, if you want to join uh, the group that we're putting together, uh, just reach out to me. Uh, you can email me. I'm at daniel.anders at towermsa.com. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, whether this is an opportunity that you'd like to be on in terms of on this, uh, on this group uh, that's uh, going to be working with NASHTA on these initiatives going forward. So um, we, we welcome this opportunity to, to have this uh, available to members that are interested in doing it. And Jennifer, I'd add, uh, I'm at Eric Vaughn, E. Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-N, at nssta.com. And I agree with Dan completely. This is the ground floor. Dan mentioned Amy Bilden, who literally rocked our meeting a couple of years ago, <laughs> pre-COVID. She was so bright, so sharp, so incredibly engaging that it get, it's actually started where we are now. But we're on the ground floor. We're building an initiative. We're building a working group. And we welcome the professionals in our industries, our two trade groups, industries, to join us because we're going to shape something that's going to be quite impressive. Uh, I know it is based on the people that Dan has already brought in. You know, Pat Hinder, Jack Caddy, um, and I'm left leaving others out, but this is Sean Coleman. This is going to be a terrific initiative that we're going to announce, um, if you will, formally in about three weeks. But we are looking forward to getting professionals like you, Jennifer, from your company um, and others to help us because we're going to work on this together and we're going to create, I think, considerable opportunities for everybody engaged. Terrific. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. We very much appreciate it. Um, I think we can look forward to doing more of these in the future on maybe some um, specific topic issues. Definitely. Yeah, no, and, and thank you, uh, Michael and Eric, for, for joining us today uh, to do this podcast and introduce yourselves to the, to the MSBN members uh, and those uh, that listen to these podcasts. Jennifer, Dan, Eric, you know, it's been a pleasure and once again, look forward to working with you all and uh, it's, it's exciting to think where this could be in, through, you know, in the future. Terrific. So thank you everyone for setting aside some time with us today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.